Hello and welcome back to Integration for Everyone podcast. This is Zach and this is the show where I explore the work of refugee integration and aid organizations right here in Germany. Today I am featuring Dr. Karina Kroma, the chair of the association Mosaic. I actually first heard about Mosaic from last week's guest, Katarina, so thank you Katarina if you're listening. And I was interested in the very wide variety of activities that happened there. Cooking, yoga, singing, learning German, quite a bit. But after speaking with Karina first on the phone and then again on the podcast, Mosaic is something I found that is also a small reflection of our society. Or maybe how we should think about our society at large. Mosaic exists as a space that has basic rules, but leaves most of the details on how it's used up to those who actually use it. You'll see what I mean when we get into the conversation. So... Why don't we do just that right now? Would you mind explaining um, who you are? Maybe introduce yourself and what Mosaic is about. Yeah, so my name is Corina Kroma. I'm the president and founder of Mosaic House of Cultures in Lüneburg. And Mosaic is um, a house for everyone. So we, we try to integrate refugees and at the same time we want to organize or we organize events and concerts, yoga classes, we have everything that you can imagine in this house um, and we focus on bringing people together no matter where they come from or what age they are or what social background they have. We just try to create a creative space where um, people can actually yeah, meet each other with respect and be who they are. Yeah, that's awesome. And you founded it, I think I saw on the website that it was 2013, is that right? Yeah, I started um, to write the concept in 2013, and then it took like five years to get the funding, um, get a team. Now we are 250 volunteers, so many, many people working on the project. Um, and then we opened the house in 2018. Um, so, yeah, we started in 2013, but then, yeah, it took a lot of time to, <laughs> to actually, yeah, um, do the project. Yeah, so when you were envisioning in 2013, like what Mosaic would be, maybe this was, I mean, there there were people living in Germany from other countries, refugees, uh, like guest workers and things like that. I mean, you were really envisioning something for the whole community. It wasn't just like a, a organization to help refugees. I just want to make sure I am clear on that. Yes, you are. I know you're right. Um, so it was really more um, about... I think I, I saw three challenges for me in, in the society. Um, first, that we all always live in our own bubble and we don't really talk to people who are not like us <laughs> or rarely or, you know, we do that. Um, and then second, there are not a lot of spaces where actually people can be really creative and do whatever they feel like doing creatively. And third, that most of all, um, People with um, a migration background always live at the outskirts of the cities and not in the middle. And so I thought, okay, it would be really cool to have one place in the middle of a town where people actually come together and um, yeah, meet each other from or meet people from different backgrounds. But not only, of course, people with um, a migration background, but also or refugees, but also like older people or, as I said, like not only students, but anyone from the whole society so that hmm. was the aim of the association yeah that's a great philosophy like i'm kind of thinking about work to bring people together and it's so hard but to like just get people in the same room sometimes who have different opinions from each other 
Uh, do you find that uh, kind of the creative aspect of Mosaic is, is helpful in doing that? Do you, do you find that people are really attracted to being able to do yoga and all these different types of activities and sharing culture and, and things along those lines? Yes, um, definitely. I think that's actually the reason why we have so much or so many people um, working or helping at Mosaic or doing stuff at Mosaic because, because it's not only about meeting someone else, but also to, to fulfill maybe your own interests. So you can come to Mosaic and you want to be a, come, for example, a yoga teacher, then you can um, be like, I don't know, a playground for adults. Um, you can just, you know, try out whatever you want to do. And then I think that's really, really important because people, I mean, if you just have a, like an empty room and you say to the people, like, do whatever you want or you can create something out of it, people are amazing and they will do something awesome with that. And um, I think that's really, really important because then also it's about the person and not about their background. So it's not the old guy, but it's, you know, the one who, I don't know, uh, cooks or, you know, you're more defined by who you are and not where you come from. When we first talked, you said something about how you really focus on the identity of that space that you're in together. Um, yes. And I thought that was a really interesting way to think about it. Maybe you could say more. Yeah, I, I think that was also referred to that I believe in a society or in no matter in what space you are together, you have to create and you have to negotiate the rules in that space. And of course, everything is based for me on, on, on human rights and, and our constitution and all that. But also if you're just in one space, in one room with other people, it's always about yeah, negotiating the boundaries of each other. So an example would be, um, we have, yeah, we have like 170 um, square meters and like a venue for concerts and all that. And, um, but there's also like a coffee place where we all sit together and talk. And one example for these boundaries would be that one person, um, would listen to music while another one is trying to learn German or French and then another one is playing the guitar and so that doesn't work because then one person can't learn German and it's about these boundaries how to how how to actually create a space for everyone where everyone is free and at the same time doesn't bother someone else and that for me is really interesting if you transfer that to the society in the, in the whole I, correct me if I'm not saying this right, but what you're saying is people bring in things that they're interested about, they believe about from the outside, but then once you're together, the important thing is saying, well, how can we coexist peacefully? How can we all do something here together that doesn't interfere with everyone else? Exactly. And then there's the question of who decides um, who who's the boss, <laughs> like who decides um um, whether it's more important now to play the guitar or to to learn math, for example, or you know, like so. So the, those pros, processes to see like how who's actually the decision maker in, in these situations, and um, that's just really interesting to see that every day. And and you can at mosaic, you can see the whole society in a in a in a really small place, and and I now understand why it's so difficult sometimes. Um, just to live like together because everyone has different opinions but also needs in, in a specific moment and it's always about just um yeah trying to be open to to the needs of someone else and the expectations of someone else and and then yeah to negotiate that um, 
together, and that's sometimes really difficult if you don't play, uh, if you don't speak the same language, or if you if you're just coming from different social backgrounds, or also generations where um, it yeah it really has nothing to do with culture or, or nationality. It's more about like just different people being together. I, that's I find that so interesting. It's like a a te- little test laboratory for democracy yes. and society. <laughs> yes, exactly. That's what, yeah. It's that's that's exactly what we do. <laughs> this is really cool. So has it worked? I mean, have you found that some people maybe changed opinions, or I'm sure you've also had uh, moments where things just it didn't seem were working in the space. <laughs> you know, people yes. couldn't agree on what to do. Yeah. Yes, definitely. What have been some of the results? Like interesting, especially like as it concerns refugees and um, people with migration backgrounds. So to speak. well, we have some positive examples of people really being open to change their minds about um, prejudices, for example. So one example would be um, an older guy from from Lüneburg who um, had out of Mosaiki who who always said, well, the other ones, you know, we and the other ones, and, and, and we never knew, I mean, I know who he meant, but it was like, yeah, like, there are no other ones. Um, uh, and then, like, uh, one year later, and he always complained about the others because they, um, in his opinion, didn't um, give enough, um, everything is donation-based in, uh, at Mosaic, so he, he complained about them <laughs> um, not donating enough money and whatever. And then one year later, um, there was actually a conflict um, between him and some other um, people in the house. And um, he really, he was really open to change his mind and say, and, and I don't, I can't explain it. But like one year later, let's just say, he now really respects people from from everywhere, and he just got to know um, people, and they are not no longer the other ones, but they actually have names and became friends. I don't know if that's clear what I mean, but so that it took like one year um, to just change a small perception about. Um... Yeah, no, it makes sense. It makes sense to me. Yeah, because when I think so many people read the news about what was going, you know, I'm speaking maybe from for myself and uh, people that I know in the United States. But when you see news about a huge wave of refugees coming, you know, quote unquote wave of refugees coming, it's really easy to think of them as it's like them and us. Um, and then once they're here, that like feeling still persists and you still don't really feel like they're part of us. But but what you're saying is like he, he was able to finally learn people's names and like they're not all the same. They all, they're all people and have different opinions and interests exactly, and likes and things like that. Yes, yes, exactly. And so that's also, that was one example for... Um, in this space where they all like just let's say drank coffee together and you always complained about um um again them in quotes huh? being too loud or whatever and and then <laughs> and then really after a couple of months um of, of talking and and just being together in that space somehow his language and his rhetoric and the discourse changed and that was really, really great to see, even though it's just one example. And, and we also have like bad examples um, that go in another direction. But um, this example was really great to see that actually the language changed. And then with language, for me, also minds can change. Um, yeah, because just discourse also defines um, everything. Yeah, and I and I think one thing that's probably a strength 
maybe feel this way about uh, mosaic is that as in a real society like there's going to be problems there's going to be setbacks and times when people are disappointed but like that's to be expected right and and showing up and continuing to work through those is what makes a space like this work it's what makes a society work Um, and I I guess I don't know if you have anything to say on this but one one observation I made is that you know in the U.S. and in Germany people kind of maybe feel tired like <laughs> it's really yeah. hard to help refugees and 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 it's really hard to say to like make a space for people mm-hmm. and welcome new people into your community and i think yeah people are like tired and feeling like maybe it doesn't work uh, yes yeah it's, so I I know. do you have something some thoughts to reflect on that <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm not well, sure i know how to exactly express it yeah i think i know what you mean because there are also especially after 2015 and then but maybe now, you know, like five years later, some people are really um, worn out. Um, can I can I say that? I just yeah, I just tired. Um, yeah, but I think again, if you um, if you don't focus as much on on helping, <laughs> it sounds maybe weird, but just um, giving the structure of or enabling people to do whatever they want to do then it's not about helping so much, but just like doing stuff together. And that's for me, that for me is really the difference, especially in, in the volunteering sector where, where you, yeah, your, your free time, you can, yeah, you're giving your free time to, to help people. Um, I think it's more important to, to say, um, yeah, as I said, if someone likes to do yoga, for example, to do yoga together or any other thing, but then you are not so tired after a couple of years. Um, because you actually want to do that, or um, instead of helping people to learn German, um, do it the language tandem, you know, and then you learn Arabic or English or whatever, and um, or French, and and you you also learn from the other person, and I think that's really really more important, or it's more effective as well, because then both people learn from each other, and it's not this one way street of, and also sometimes a bit condescending of. I can show you how it works, and that's really not the case. Like, you know, many people have no idea. And at the same time, I think it's really important to have some, of course, offers like um, consulting for how to get a job or uh, an apartment. Or, of course, it's really, really, really difficult for refugees sometimes or people um, who don't, don't speak German to understand the letters from from the BAMF or Ausländerbehörde or, or stuff like that because even even I can't understand those. It's hard for me, yeah. Yeah, I, I really, I don't. I'm a native German speaker and I just don't get the language. It's so, so difficult. I don't understand why it has to be written in this bureaucratic way because even yeah, native German speakers don't get don't get it. So I, I also think it's important to have like some offers um, that are really focused on, on helping, but even more important, have other offers that are not only in this one industry. Yeah, there's like two points, I guess, now that I'm thinking about, and they kind of walk hand in hand, like what you were saying about people helping, like maybe they shouldn't help quite as much as they should do things together. Yeah, I think you're totally right. Like you get very burnt out if you keep doing things over and over that aren't something that you feel like you enjoy or might not even be helpful. So that's just like a really good way to like, take some resistance out and still make a really big impact. No, but that on that point, I, I, I also got criticized once for saying that because then people were a bit like, yeah, but you should still help people. And I, I, of course, I agree that you should help someone who's in a bad situation. But I think like in the long term, 
that's not what a society should be like. And we should all, like, I shouldn't help you, but we should just help each other or be together and, and learn from each other. And then, um, you know what I mean? So that for me is the difference. And if, if, if you're in a situation where you need help, of course, I want people to help others. But especially for volunteers, I feel like there are so many volunteers who just help for maybe not the best reasons sometimes, but only maybe to feel good about themselves, which is okay as well. So no, 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 no judgment there. But then there's this, um, idea of the other one has to be thankful for what I'm doing and he didn't or she didn't, she didn't even ask for it. And then there's this power relationship between the volunteer and the refugee in this example. And that to me is really toxic and that shouldn't be, um, there shouldn't be a dependence. There should be a co, whatever, co-dependence or not, yeah. not, not a dependence at all, but just like, yeah. Like a cooperation. Cooperation, yeah. Let's Co say collaboration. Yeah. Collaboration. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I think that we all have this feeling where maybe we go into a situation thinking, I'm going to help and I'm going to get nothing in return. Like, what a great person <laughs> I am. Yes. I think, you yeah. know, it's just natural. You think, oh, I yeah. know, I know how to help and it's coming from a good place. Uh, but like the ways that you help can be can be impactful or can burn you out in the long run, which in the long run isn't helpful. So that's what I'm thinking. Like, you know, the society itself also has to do some quote unquote integrating in order to make the society more accessible, right? And the forms you mentioned are a great example. Like even native German speakers can't understand those forms. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, that's just, yeah, and I don't know why, why, I mean, there's, that doesn't make any sense to me about why it's so difficult or complicated, but yeah, and integrating, I mean, integration, the word is, of course, about, like, a reciprocal process of both cultures or two people, like, yeah, it's reciprocal, yeah. Reciprocal, yeah, exactly, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, that's so a tough that's, word. <laughs> yeah, reciprocal. Um, yeah, so that's, um, that's how it should be. But then again, I'm not such a fan of the word integration anymore because I feel like it's really, as I said before, about just living together in one space, whatever that space is, if it's Germany or Europe or Mosaic or um, your flat share. And then... Yeah. Um, with certain or specific rules, of course, again, constitution or human rights and that, um, then negotiating the culture or the, just the way of life you want to have together in your space. And, um, so I'm, I, in German, I, I'd rather talk about zusammenleben, so living together, than about mm -hmm. integration, but, um, that's just for my opinion. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, yeah, I get that. I, I sometimes, I, I myself, like, wanting to do this this project wanted to push back on this idea of integration as being a one-way street like i see articles all the time that say refugees are integrating into germany and you know that's not totally true no like yeah. the the, the society is also integrating to the needs of the refugees right there's this two-way street it's a it's a conversation that goes in both directions yeah yeah it should be yeah. which is often it's not the case but yeah it should be exactly yeah one other thing that you mentioned is that you also try to have a focus on spaces for women and helping uh, get women together and and able to speak to each other and 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 participate uh, and things like that. Maybe could you say a few more uh, things on what you've done in that area? 
Yeah, um, I mean, what we really saw in the past two or three years now is that um, if we want to reach everyone in the whole society, um, the ones that we reach not as much yet are um, refugee women uh, who mostly live in the accommodations a bit far away from the university, like 15 or 20 minutes, so they would have to take a bus and they often take care of their children. And so it's more more difficult to to reach um, this target group, let's say. Um, yeah, and there's so a few more did, barriers to access for them, right? Yes, definitely. And um, what we did is um, we, first of all, installed like one day of a week as a safe space for women um, where they um, can just talk or also do whatever they want to do. So the same concept, but, um, but it's only accessible for women. And what we had to do in the beginning was act to go actually to the accommodations and and talk um, with translators about uh, what we wanted to do at Mosaics to get also their trust and to see that it's not about like I don't know using them for anything, but it's just to say hey if you want there is a space that you can use if you want to go out um, from the accommodation or if you want to be somewhere with your children or whatever. And you can come, and that's really beautiful to see. It's it's a really long process, and you have to be really patient. But um, over the past two years, we can actually see that um, more and more women are coming. They are also integrating in, in in the German classes now. So before there were only men in the German classes, and now we have some women participating in the German classes, and at the same time, also women helping Germans. For example, we we have one woman who loves to. What is the word? Mehem. To sew? To make clothes? Oh, okay. Mehem. To sew, yeah. Yeah, to sew. And and she teaches um, some students from Leuphana University and Unibor how, how to make clothes, for example, and they teach her some German. And so it also you can see that there's really, yeah, like a, a small community that is created, and you can also see that in, in the safe space, the women feel really like they don't wear the headscarves anymore. So we. Yeah, we just become friends. Yeah, but it's a long process. The women that are now really also active at Mosaic, we can see that they also bring their children, and that's just a vision of mine that's not the case yet. But sometimes, um, I I figure it would be really nice to have a kindergarten, um, an integrative kindergarten as well in the morning, um, because what we did is also to do some projects with um, children from all over the world, so really like 20 or 25 nationalities or something, coming together. Wow. And that's where it has to start. And if we if we talk about um, tolerance and just, you know, um, a, a society with people of all backgrounds, um, no matter where they come from, then for me, in order to not become a racist community or society, we have to start really, really early to educate children that it's just normal and even awesome to 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 be around people from all over um, yeah. the world and valuable. so yeah valuable and so i really hope um, that or we try to focus on that a bit more um, that's cool after corona <laughs> yeah after corona naturally then i yeah that's what i'm really thinking about now is how i think our society kind of expects that children aren't included in a lot of spaces yeah you know like work or or you know lots of places in our society kids are expected to either be really quiet or not there at all and so that that just that expectation is really limiting for 
um, women who take care of their kids or, you know, men who take care of their kids. But yeah, um, yeah having a space where everyone's welcome, no matter what the age is, I think helps bring that barrier down. So yeah, that's for sure. Yeah, that's what we tried to do. I think that's great. Well, um, maybe I can say maybe we should wrap it up uh, so that you can um, continue with your Saturday. Or no, sorry, what's today? Monday. Monday. Jeez, I'm losing track of time. Corona. <laughs> yeah, but I'm sorry. My, corona time. <laughs> my Monday is yeah. It's it's like a Sunday today. <laughs> yeah, good. <laughs> Thank you for talking to me on your break day. But is there anything else that you think is important that, you know, people who work with refugees should know that we haven't already said, um, you know, what you hope to see or a question that I should have asked that I haven't yet? <laughs> no, I mean, what I want to say maybe it's just like that we, I'm really, it always sounds so egoistic to say that, but and to, to keep on having fun doing the work that we do. I think that's really an essential part of being able to just continue working on something and, and trying to learn from each other. I think that's the two most important things, at least for me, um, that that helped me or that just where I feel like, okay, I can continue for another 20 years because I just, I really love what I do and, um, and I hope that other people feel the same way. Oh, well, thanks again, Karina. Before I sign off, I think I'll say just a couple things. Um, I, yeah, I really appreciate what Karina said about making this process fun. But I also want to acknowledge some of the unique challenges that come with welcoming newcomers. And this is a conversation where I really reflected on the factor of time. It's easy for a person or group of people, I think, to be optimistic right up front and put all of their energy into building a welcoming culture. But at the same time, difficulties are going to come up and having a long-term perspective and making sure that what you can do as an individual so that you can help, but also learn and have fun is, I think, probably one of the most important missing pieces in this story of integration. In some ways, I think it's not really that different from a society that doesn't have immigrants at all, if that exists. We all have to be rethinking how we're going to treat each other, overcome differences, and so on. Integration is happening all the time, and I think we're taking part in it all the time, just by seeking ways to improve our community and helping those around us and helping people get along around us. So that's, that's all I think I really wanted to say. Follow the podcast on Twitter at uh, IFE Podcast, and uh, send me any feedback you have at feedback at integrationforeveryone.com. Uh, and be sure to keep tuning in each week or every other week to hear about more of the interesting work that's going on here in Germany. And you can find this podcast episode online at www.integrationforeveryone.com forward slash mosaic. That's M-O-S-A-I-Q-U-E, mosaic. Or uh, you can actually find this podcast on any of your favorite podcasting apps. So that's including Google, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. Just be sure to hit the subscribe button so you know when new episodes are coming out. Thank you to the Alexander von Humboldt Foundation and Social Science Works. Those are the two organizations that make this podcast possible. And thank you for listening. I hope to see you back next time. Take care. <laughs>